Welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Welcome back to the pod chat uh, in a dramatic and fantastic weekend uh, for both the Barclays Women's Championship and the WSL. We know for a fact anyone can win. They can win their game and they can win their individual battles. To talk about what's going on is a very poorly MR. MR, you're right. <laughs> great. Yeah, thanks. You're not no, great. I'm fine. I'm all right. Let's go. Let's carry on. This is a true, a true soldier. Look, at any point that you're not feeling good, just tell me and, you know, you can just duck out and I will carry on. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. Okay, look, well, let's let's kind of talk about, um, you know, while you're fresh and peaky, (laughs) let's 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 talk about uh, the WSL fixtures. And let's start with a really dramatic game with Manchester City. Yeah, let's let's. I thought you were gonna go Chelsea first. To be fair, no, 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 no
I mean, we haven't really laboured on about the, the, the Lionesses win. And, and I never asked you since we returned about about the, the player that didn't go to the Euros, who's still on Manchester City's books. Are, are they are they fit? Are they back? Steph? Um, yeah. I think it's a tough one. I think there'll be a bit of a headache there. I think, obviously, from the yeah. summer, I think there'll be a point to prove. Um, look, Steph Horton is... You know, she she probably knows herself she's at the end of her career. You know, she doesn't need telling that. Um, you know, but she probably wants to give us another season. Just maybe just try prove a point, I guess. Um, you know, she wants to be in contention. You know, there's no doubt about it. She's a consummate professional, um, you know, and she is a true leader. Um, she's experienced. We know that. Um, but... You know, there were errors in that game against Villa. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to point the finger at any one particular player because I think as an overall team performance, it just wasn't good enough. But, um, you know, they are the types of players that you do look to in those sort mm. of performances as well because essentially, you know, you've got, um, you know, players there that, that know what essentially Gareth Taylor's wants from the squad and should be so, sort of leading the players out on the pitch as well. And it just didn't come together for whatever reason. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of change, but also, you know, you look to the likes of Steph to, to kind of guide those sort of players too in that respect. There were players there that were playing out of position. There's you know, Steph there playing at the back with Alex, you know, that she hasn't played there for a while. And, you know, there's players that have, you know, pushed up and pushed into midfield. And again, you know, we're seeing players being utilised out of positions and, you know, the likes of Georgia Stanway, that didn't fare very well for us in the end because she got sick of it and moved on. So, you know, I, I don't know. It, I, I just think we've got a long way to go, a long, long way to go. And, you know, there's a lot to do. And I don't, think it lies with anyone in particular at this point in time. I just think we've just got to play it game by game because um, there's just so much to do. There's so much to mm. do. You can see it in the performance and it just, it wasn't there. It wasn't together. Um, and it, it lacked any kind of intent. It lacked any kind of urgency. It looked lazy at times, mm. you know, walking on the pitch. You don't want to see that when you're behind. You want to, you know, you should be battling for the ball. You should be pushing up. You should be doing what Villa were doing, basically, yeah. and, and not sitting back and letting them have the, you know, we had the ball, we were losing it. It was just crap. It just simply crap. It just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Do uh, you know what? Yeah, go on. Sorry. I'm just going to say about Steph, you know, I, I, yeah. I think it's a hard one because obviously, you know, she's coming back off a, you know, what's been a, a relatively difficult summer for her, obviously, watching. Uh, her teammates, you know, club and and go on and and obviously do what you know something she's always wanted to do, which is have international success, and and that's hard to take. I think when you've been such a, a pivotal role of that team and that squad for so long it, at, at an international level, when we're talking about the lionesses, um, and obviously she worked really hard to to try and put herself in contention, and she'll probably say, you know, on reflection you know, she wasn't good enough. She wasn't there. She wasn't ready. Um, and that's hard. I think 
obviously now we all know that Leah Williamson is, you know, is the captain of that England squad and Steph's going to find it really very hard to to work her way back in, especially as a captain. I, I, I can't see it happening, to be fair. So I, I, Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you. It, it's, just, it's just hard. I think, obviously, there's personal circumstances, obviously, that come into it too. And, you know, we don't need to get into that. But, you know, she's trying, she's, she's trying her best. And I think for everything she's given the game over the years that she's played, I can only still support her and wish her the best with it. You know, I, I like seeing her out there on the pitch, you know, for and it is sentiment. And I know we shouldn't hold sentiment to players, but with Steph Horton, I just can't can't help it sometimes. That 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 may come back to haunt you, Emma. I'm gonna say that now. I'm saying yeah, it yeah, now. It probably will. Match it probably day will. three, or which is match day two, really, but it's you know, M- Manchester City don't have time. No, so, we don't. And I've spoke I've spoke about this about time. You know, we don't have time. We've, this this season has got to be seen as a transitional. If we're not gonna, if we're not gonna be fighting and battling, we need to put ourselves in a really good position to push on next season. You know, he talked. Gareth Taylor spoke about the future and the core players at the club, and essentially we're building a squad around those players. You know, the young players. But you know, similarly, we kind of put ourselves in this position last season, didn't start very well. Then towards the end of the season, we looked so strong and as, as though it would only need a few little twa- changes, a few little tweaks to carry it into the new season. And we decimated the squad across the summer. <laughs> so it's a whole new process that you, you, you're you going into. And obviously questions are being asked over Gareth Taylor. And I think at this point, obviously with the players that we've lost, it's, it's kind of hard to... to that's not. A, that's excuse me. That's not a question. What when you're mean? talking about the players, you look. That's not a question. That's a signpost. That's telling well, you something. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, look. There's been a. You don't need me to tell you what what's you know what's going on. If you know you go online, you'll have to see. You know, it, there there has been problems. You know, players are getting frustrated. Players are not being used. We're wasting players' time. And, you know, players are given a lot and they're not getting the respect that they deserve. Players aren't going to play for you. It's simple. You know what I mean? Players are going to go where they feel valued, where they feel wanted and they want to learn and they want to progress. There are some players that are established that still feel that they've got so much to add for their game. And if they're not being utilised in the best way, they're going to get frustrated. Mm. You know, Mm. we are a frustrating team at the moment. We say we want to succeed. We want to do well in Europe. We want to be domesticated. You know, we want to have the domesticated cups. We want to do well in the league. We want to do well. You know, Conti Cup and FA Cup isn't enough. You know, we want to be winning the league. We want to be winning, you know, doing well in Europe and going far. And once again, we've just wasted our opportunity. What's the point if we're going to throw it away? You may as well give it to United and let them have a crack at it. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, let's not true. go down that road yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, hold on, hold on. No, no, it's true. Look, listen, I'm. You know, fans are getting tired of it. You know, players are getting tired of it. They're not going to keep committing to the club if there's no intent. So this well, season is important, and it's an important season for Gareth Taylor. So let's just see what it, happens. I mean, you've literally. I mean, you 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 start with sentiment. Emma, you start with sentiment about Steph. You start with sentiment <laughs> and then you say, you know, players aren't going to stick around. And I've got two two players. I'm looking at the team sheet and I see the subs bench. Vicky Lasada from Barcelona, sub. 
I thought she would be a big player for City this season. Seriously, I'm, not, I'm think, she's probably thinking, where's my Spanish passport? <laughs> That's what she's thinking. What is this? Um, everyone else has bounced. Bronze, Barcelona. Walsh, Barcelona. Um, Stanway. By, I mean, she must be thinking, what the, the Jesus is going on here? Yeah. and so again, it, it's, you know, it's questions. It's a signpost. I don't know if he went into that game thinking, oh, this is Villa. We can afford to, you know, try a few new things and see how it goes. But it wasn't. It wasn't right. the game. You know, you want a good start. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to say? I want to actually say, because I think this is, I think really what we need to do, I need to actually sit down with you and have an actual, like a Manchester City, like analysis pod chat. Because it's, it's the players. Yeah, now no, 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 I'm not the same when I'm feeling fragile. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's got to be much further on. You might need a gin and tonic with you or a couple of mince pies. We can do it at Christmas when you're feeling jolly. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it is really a question. Not even so much a question. Like I said, it's a signpost when you see that many players, established players move on. And it it for me, you start to think about players that are played at a position all the time. Stanway was classic. Stanway was classic in that, you know, you have a scout you I mean, Manchester City are allegedly one of the, the best clubs in the WSL, right? Established for a long time, must have a scouting system in place, must have a um a training regime in place in terms of the players that they recruit, what they want, what they expect. And you're playing players out of position, which was kind of cost Manchester City last season. I don't want to dwell on it, but I just think to myself, do you know, do you know the if whole Gareth Taylor, Stanway, oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, just while it's, it's there. Yeah. The whole thing with Stanway is more disappointing, I think, than anyone else because, you know, she has been at the club for so long. And you know what? We've had, the word is that we've, we've we've used her. We've literally used her, and not give her anything in return. And that's right. what's annoyed me, is that we've literally wasted her time, wasted her talent, and just let her go. Well, and I can't say know, I don't blame her because she I, will do so well. Oh. And it's it's our own fault. It's our own Listen. fault, and that's what I can't deal with. Listen, you've got one manager saying that the WSL is the best league in the world, right? And then at, at, on the other side of the street, you've got football players packing their bag and saying, "Where's the airport?" Yeah, yeah, and they're all attached to the, and they're all attached to the lionesses. So it doesn't tell you the picture is not. So you know when you look at a house and you think, "Why is that person saying the house is great?" And there's a fire in the top stair and in the upstairs window, it, it, it's it's not right. So the picture isn't accurate. And this is this is following on from the the Euro success. So you know there are some hard truths that people need to kind of take a bite out of and say, this is the reality. The problem that I see, and I want to go on to the other teams, but in terms of Manchester City and the players that you've mentioned that are there and are thinking of being or thinking that they haven't been used or had the, in the amount of game time, there aren't enough teams in the league. Mm. That's it. And if there were more teams in the league you'd get more opportunity to play because the teams and the managers would be forced to rotate their players in a, in an adequate way where everyone gets game time. But because this league is driven by the international league in terms of the club um, the clubs versus international um, games, that it's the, the top players that get go to the Lionesses, they play more than anyone else. They're the ones that play more than anyone else and everyone else is left to twiddle their thumbs. So 
you will get this scenario. And this is why when players are on a contract for a year or 24 months, which isn't really 20 more, 24 months because the season starts so late and it finishes by April, you're probably talking about 14 to 16 months. They just look to leave. And that's the reality. And some people don't understand. They don't. They should, but they don't. You know, and it's cruel. You know, and it is for, for, for from someone on the outside looking in at Manchester City, I scratch my head and think, I have no idea what's going on there. I ain't no got a clue. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just thinking, I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I couldn't say what's happening. But if you, if you, if you say that Gareth Taylor and the players thought that they could go to Villa and think, oh, it's an easy game and we could not press and not try, then that is another indication of people talking about the legacy that they're talking about following on from the Euros where it is, it's half-hearted and slapdash. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And for me, that is, you know, you're conning people, really, if that's the approach you're taking. If that's a professional league with Sky throwing all that money at it, if you believe that you can go into any game and from what you from the previous season and think it's just filler, you're wrong, you know. That's why I always promote the championship. But we're not talking about them yet. <laughs> not talking about them yet. I was shocked. I have to be honest. And I was shocked when I saw that scoreline. Really, really was. Um, <laughs> let, yeah, I was. I was. Uh, um, in terms of the other games in the WSL, um, Arsenal, we, I mean, we did our no score prediction. We said Arsenal would win. They won. Really, you know, huge goals. Um, Brighton, I mean, did you see the game? I watched the highlights. To yeah. be honest, I think Beth Mead, the last goal, I think Beth Mead scored, I think it was probably one of the goals from the weekend, to be fair. Um, yeah, yeah, she did really well with that. And I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think we, I went on another podcast not too long ago and we were talking about who do you think are going to win the league? And I actually said Arsenal. Um, yeah. Away from, obviously, the dominating Chelsea kind of response. So, yeah. and, and Beth Mead is a top goal scorer for the season. And, to be honest, I, I don't. I I think they look strong, you know, Arsenal. I I, th- I don't. Again, not necessarily had to do much over the summer, but I think they've got some really good players coming to that. I, I think they sign, you know, like Blackstinius, you know, are just really finding their footing in the team, and and I think it's pretty. It's you know, if you're an Arsenal fan, I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, Manchester United. Um win as we expected and you expected uh new girl uh letizia gets two uh yeah. Zellum, i mean come on manchester united score big if there's no katie zellum penalty it's not really it's not really entertaining is it it's got to be a katie zellum penalty she's, somewhere she's a bit of a set piece specialist katie she's zellum, just, 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 really? just, i mean you just think penalties katie zellum that's it you know nothing yeah. else just like that just like special she's a special teams player just bring her on <laughs> and um and and the player who for me is probably one of the most exciting young strikers in the league uh, russo gets her goal um manchester city better butt their eyes ideas up if they want to get her but you know it's still early days um i'm teasing um calm down united fans calm down uh west ham west ham win they win against everton in a game that i actually thought was going to be nil nil mm. i didn't think it was going nil and tottenham you know they they win um against leicester by two goals to one and the game that we need to talk about and give it some time as just as much as we've given villa we've got, and i've got to say to villa all praise due 
Rachel Daly, how she's playing at left back for England. And it's an attack from Villa. I'm pausing there for effect, people. <laughs> she's brilliant. How she's, yeah, no, but seriously, I, it, it, I kind of really, I, I question thinking, what is it that managers see when they know a player is a striker and goes, want to play at left back? It's, and, it's and, mad. And, yeah, no, but this is the question. Another player who you, was just recently retired, again, not to dwell on them, Ellen White, she gave, I'm not thinking, what, what would Rachel Daly be like if she played centre forward? For the lionesses. I mean, seriously, is that not possible? I mean, I'm not a fan. It's just it a might be. It might be now. I mean, you know, it's great. Firstly, first and foremost, it's great to have Rachel Bailey back. I think. Yeah. I seen an interview with her, and um, I think it was like the the pre match interview ahead of the game, and she was speaking about you know life's too short. You know, she's went, she's been America. Obviously, she lost her dad unfortunately, and she wants to be close to her family. And it's a great league and she wants to be back home. And sometimes you just, it's the right time, I think. And for, for Daly, I just think she's just excelled. I think, you know, she's she's just come back a, a much better player. I think she's been fantastic for England. I think she's had a great summer. And then obviously to come back to the WSL and, and to, to have that start in, in that way, in that game, I, I, you know, I was really happy for her in the end. So... Um, it's really pleasing, and I, I think it's so good for the league, you know, just to have someone like Daly back in the in in the UK as well. Yeah, it is. I'm not. I look at the score lines again. Beth Mead Lioness two goals. Alicia Russo one goal. Lioness. Uh, Rachel Daly Lioness two goals. I mean, you know, what I mean, really, it's just yeah, happy days, it's isn't it? It's happy days. It's happy days. You know, um, if, you, if you're if you're big, if you know, if you if you're a big international fan and you're following, obviously the Lionesses, you know, you've got. Obviously, a World Cup back in the back of your mind, and yeah. this is, this is no, going to no, be a big well, season for those players. When, when is that? Next, Next year? year? Yeah, no, slow down. Let's before you get to the World Cup. There's lots of <laughs> there's, lot, there's lots of Conti Cup football to get. Yeah, through yeah, I know, there. I know. But just just saying, I think you know, in terms of those levels that you're going to see this summer in this league this summer, you know, all those sort of players are going. And there are other players as well on the fringes. I mean, look at Ashley Neville. You know, people speak of her week in, week out. Fantastic goal she scored at the weekend. You know I liked I mean? it. A little bit of little bit of backspin undercut the way she did. Yeah, yeah. Like, a little bit nice. of like, kind of like, yeah. She can do that. And, um, yeah. you know, again, she's one of those sort of players that's, you're wondering why she hasn't got a call up yet. Um, because people said that she wasn't good enough outside of the club. That's why. I mean, I've always yeah. liked her. When I saw her the first time, I thought she was very committed. But she's, there's more to her game than just being a tough tackling defender. She's I think, listen, like, this is what I'm saying, like, players like that are certainly making a case for themselves. Yeah. And in a, in a summer, in, in a league that we've got in the run-up to the, to the obviously, the World Cup, certainly putting themselves in contention. And, if, you know, we've seen that players can be dropped. <laughs> you know, you spoke about Steph Hart and, you know, other players, you know, didn't make the cut. So, you know, there's no reason why those sort of players can't have their opportunity. Yeah, right. I'm going to talk about Liverpool, but I'm going to say this for um, any player. If you're a left back, work on your skill set because Rachel Daly's moving away from that slot. Uh, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool and Matt Beard come up and they do bish, bash, bosh at that Chelsea. <laughs> um, Chelsea looked good. I mean, Chelsea were moving around and, and, and Chelsea looked good. Liverpool looked good. This was a high tempo game. 
this was a high tempo game. It was great, good football, great technique. I know a lot of people will be talking about the goal that was disallowed. Sam Kern and there'll be the whole kind of, oh, there should have been VAR. The assistant referee did their job. It looks off. It was off. That's it. That's mm-hmm. what the ref... And you know what? I like the fact that the assistant referee and the referee were up with... Play, especially the referee. The referee for that game has to get kudos because when you watch that, that tackle for the penalty, the second penalty, you think she gets the ball. It's only when you see the replay you think she doesn't get anything apart, apart from the player. Mm-hmm. And the referee was right there. That's fantastic. The referee needs to be applauded for yes. being up with play. You know what, though? If it had have been a goal, it would have been a bloody goal. It would have been a great goal. goal. <laughs> it would have been a great goal. And you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm, every time I see a defender tackle, I think, yeah, that's a great tackle. But when they showed the replay, and I thought, okay, the referee was so close, she just got that spot. She, like, No one could have questioned the referee's decision for that penalty at all. So good. And I thought she was that close that she saw it in real time. And I thought, good for you. Good for yeah. you. And Liverpool... she owned it. She was dead confident, oh, yeah. de- dead confident in the decision. And Sam Kerr went, come on, how much? And she was just like... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Over the line. Over the line. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's really good. I saw enough of Liverpool last season to know that Matt Beard, He's a manager that, that in, ensures that his players do their homework. They are well drilled. They research every team to the finest detail. They would have known what to do. And when they signed Stengal and she came in, I think I saw Liverpool play down at um, they were down at uh, Bromley playing Crystal Palace, and she, she's up for the battle. She'll take. I think she left the game with a black eye as well. I mean, she, there was a the collision. I think she got elbowed, and I mean, there was no penalty claim then in turn that in that game. But she is a battler and she's technically gifted, can use both feet. If she's in the box and she gets away from the defender, she will shoot on goal. Yeah. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal. Liverpool are up for the fight. They're up. Yeah. So anyone visiting their, t- their ground needs to be prepared that yeah. that is going to be a game. And after last the last pod, me and you talked, we started to look through the fixtures. I know Man United fans are quickly looking through the internet thinking, when are we going to play Liverpool? Last game of the season at Liverpool's ground. You hey, know, sure. you know that the, <laughs> the fight, the fight for top three is on. You want to avoid that game at all costs. Whoever's going to Liverpool towards the end of the season will be thinking we need to be well clear of them before we go to that ground. Yeah, well definitely. clear because they don't, I, they don't I, have any European football. No, and I think we spoke about it last week as well of how up for it Liverpool would be. And I think that showed. I mean, look at the yeah. way that the players celebrated the win. It was it meant a lot. And, um, you know, they did what they needed to do at the end of the day to get the result. Yeah, And um, it, it just goes to show that in terms of bridging the gap, I think it's it's if, if this weekend is anything to go off, it's certainly reflected in the results. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'm, I think who, did, who went off? Uh... Kiernan went off injured. I hope she's not too badly injured. Um, exciting player, really good. And what I liked is what I'd like, I, I mean, I, like Lauren James was so good. You know, I saw Lauren, I was thinking about time seeing her playing football. She was there, she looked great. I mean, all of the Chelsea team looked good going forward, but Liverpool matched them. Yeah. Liverpool matched them. And that, that and that's that's just the, the matter of the fact is they matched them and, and they, they got their just 
just desserts. Um, slightly different formation in the sense that the way Liverpool have approached it this season. They've got Taylor Hines further forward than they did last season. So she's in almost like the midfield um, at the way it looks on, on the screen. But, you know, um, that they're a really exciting team. They're a really exciting team and they, 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 they are going to make WSL so much more interesting than it was previously because they now have another team who, I mean, another team, they've returned back to the WSL, uh, you know, status, but a much tougher unit than they were when they, than they went down, when they went down, you know, yeah. and that's, and that is and clearly evident from, from the first game uh, and to play Chelsea and match them, then that, that sends a signal to everyone to say, you know, this is who we are. This is what we're about. So uh, Liverpool will be in that position again. You know, they, <sighs> they've learnt from it and they're taking it very seriously and you can see yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, right. I tell you what we need to do. We need to go and have a look. Where is that? I need to do a little something. We need to have a little break. It's very short. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the double, the, the, the championship and what's going on down there. It's always good. Oh, right, where am I? I've got to press this button now. Oh, there you go. The good thing about the championship is that you can watch different teams every week and realise just how good they are. This is On and Off the Pitch, a sporting podcast. <laughs> Boom, we're back. I love those little interludes. It gives me time to just, I don't know, press buttons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just pressing buttons. Um, well, I did go to uh, the Crystal Palace game at Selhurst Park um, where they played, where they entertained Southampton. And uh, I mean, I, from my point of view, I would say that every team suffered something in terms of the, 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 the decision not to play the previous week. That's my point of view. And I believe that this might have had an impact on Crystal Palace. They won't admit it, but I'm going to say so. Um, you know, two games, two wins up until this weekend. Southampton, um, a stuttering start, a draw against Lewis, you know, playing away from home. Um, you know, you don't know what it's, you, you're going to get. Palace definitely would have formed team. You would have said that they were going to win comfortably I would say they would have to work for it but my god did Southampton play well they they dug in they had um you know narrow back four narrow midfield four they did their homework they closed down all of the play from Crystal Palace in terms of when they tried to go wide I've got to give a shout out to the Southampton defenders at Colette Megan Colette and Paige Peace I mean every cross every shot and just meat and drink to them stopped it cleared it and it, it was just old school defending in a, in a way but also Southampton have got a very savvy um Katie Wilkinson up front who I'm really surprised that teams don't understand you need two players to mark this player mm. you know She's so really experienced isn't she Katie like yeah. Just like if you know that Katie Wilkinson is in front of you, right? Then I'm calling the the midfield player that's five yards ahead and say drop five. Cannot let this player, cannot let Katie Wilkinson control the ball at all. 
she is that good because once she gets it and she starts to turn you're going to have to foul her which invariably what Crystal Palace did and they give away free kicks and there were a number of free kicks I mean even though Southampton won the game and two great goals second goal particularly from um, Lloyd Smith absolutely brilliant the, the time to control the ball low shot into the corner Southampton knew exactly what they were going to do. They worked it well when they were on the break. They always found a player. Everything seems quite, not so comfortable, but they it, precision in their passing. Crystal Palace were the total opposite. Looked like they were running in treacle. They could have all done with an espresso. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, like, <laughs> it was like, I was like, thinking, I've never seen them play like this before. And you know, could it have been the occasion? Big crowd at um, Sellers Park, close to 2,000. You know, nice a- atmosphere outside, people in the stands. But it was just not their day, you know. And their normal passing game, their normal running game, players that are technically gifted didn't... I'd say, I know I like to use the phrase, don't turn up, but I'm using it. They just didn't turn up. It wasn't their day. Mm. It was a collective, almost a collective, you know, tired approach it was just not good and then and then when they get the goal the equalizing goal in the first half or you know just before half time you think they're going to come out in the second half and it's going to be keep tight two minutes two minutes Mm. into the second half they concede and then it's like uphill battle for them Southampton dig in and the Southampton really did defend well every player and then when they broke um, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal in terms of how they um, went about trying to uh, attack Crystal Palace's back line. And there was one occasion, I think it was in the first half, I think Annabelle Johnson, who was like heavy, wearing a heavy strap around, um, I think it was a left or right knee, top of the, um, bottom of the thigh. Um, and she was chasing uh, Southampton. And it was like watching someone going backwards. It was that slow. And I thought, mm. wow. And I've had I've had games like that when I played a long time ago, but I've had games like that. So, you know, because of that, um, that loss, uh, Crystal Palace, you know, drop off of the top of the league. You know, they go back down to fourth. I mean, it's just about a few points, but it, it, in, in terms of momentum, it's it's a body blow. You know, you do feel it and uh, defeats are hard to take and the players, um, the players are, you know, always kind of, it's, it's delicate to speak to any player after after a game and try and get a, a kind of like reasonable response where you just think, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you know, because they're very st- they're still in the emotion of the game. Um, did you catch any of this, Emma? I didn't. Not the the Palace game. No. No. Uh, I was. Um, I was. I seen a lot of the Birmingham game. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, look, yeah. Before we go into the Birmingham, what I will do is I did speak to Chloe Peplo, and I'm I'm not able to to play the audio because they were pumping out. I'm not sure what music they were pumping out, so because of a you know copyright, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, and uh, Chloe Peplo was not kind enough to come over and speak to me. She said, you know, the goals, the you know, the goals, the two goals they were conceded were were sloppy. And preventable she said overall a very very disappointing day and um, I asked her about you know playing at Selhurst Park did that kind of you know play on the minds of the players 
And she said there's enough experience in the squad and some of them played there before, which is a, a comment that uh, their manager, Dean Davenport, made as well. Um, and they're going to go away and analyse the game and, and move forward for the next fixture, which is, you know, Birmingham uh, away. So n- nicely on to Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the Southhouse Park thing, I mean, like what sort, sort of crowds are they drawing? In I mean, I mean, that's the first time they play at Selhurst Park this season because it's, it, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, they played there before, but I, the, I believe close to two thousand, might be about one thousand eight hundred, nine hundred. So it was, it was nice, you know, good mix. Yeah. You know, Southampton brought their fans, lots of singing in the stands from one end. They were mingled over area. I mean, I mean, it was, it was a nice, a really nice day for families, young kids to go and watch a team play. They had a little fan zone outside. Players were outside meeting some of the fans, taking fire. I mean, it was nice. It was really nice. They did a really good job. In terms of the result, it's not nice for Palace because you know they don't. You never want to lose in front of your home your home fans. But in terms of the spectacle, it was good. Southampton will cause problems for other teams. They found their feet. That's it. Yeah. You know, they've now proved to themselves we can go away from home, and yeah. you know we get a draw at Lewis. Yep. And we get a win on the road at Sellers Park. And I, I believe, I'm not sure who they play. I think they actually play um, Bristol, at, maybe Bristol next week. So that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, I'll have to double check that. But the Birmingham one, the Birmingham. <sighs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Everyone's just exasperated, aren't they? Like, yeah. what do you say? Because. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> Birmingham got really good players there yeah we mentioned the names molly green that left went from coventry there um who else is there that was former united um charlie devlin who was at leicester's she's back there um can't think of her name escapes me right now used to be at the right back at manchester united uh it'll come to me they've got players there martha harris yeah um you know and you and they've got the, the quins you know who who are seasoned players for that club and and warriors for a better word, you know, but it's just not not going for them. They bought Siobhan Wilson, former Crystal Palace, really a good attacking player as well. Um, and they go down to Charlton, and Charlton are a really tough team to play against. You know, they really are. And Charlton do them three nil. You know, and it, and saying three nil, you might think, oh, that was quite easy. It might not have been, you know, but it's it's still you know goals against, not enough points on the board at this stage of the season, but still. The season's still long enough to know that every team at some point is going to lose a game or, or drop points in some form. Yeah, I just, I just really want to see it come together for Birmingham. Like, mm. I, I really thought that maybe it, it would start to come together, but it still yeah. just looks so mismatched and not together. And and like you said, there are good players. There. I thought Molly Green had a was probably one of the best players on the pitch to be fair and she had a, a couple of good opportunities but yeah if it, it, it's I don't know what it is though or why it's not coming together I know fans were a bit frustrated I think even with the result you know the response from the players not going over to the fans and just little things I think you know it, it can become a bit I don't want to say hostile but it, it doesn't help the situations you know when you want your hands behind you and you know 
getting behind the team, just little things like that, just showing your appreciation to your fans, it it really does help because let's be honest, you know, Birmingham haven't had a lot to to get excited about in, you know, recent seasons. So the fact that fans are, are showing their loyalty and paying their money and getting behind the team and putting the effort in, um, I think it's a bit give and take. And I think they need to maybe reflect on that and, and show a little bit more respect. Yeah. Um, Craig is in the comments. Hi, Craig is at work, but he says it was an awful performance, sadly. Um, and he just popped in to say hi. And I'm saying hi. Hi, Craig. guys. It's been a while, Craig. It's been a long time. <laughs> Hello, Craig. I'm sorry. I like. I, I really do. Like, I I watched it in the hopes that the, the performance would yeah. come. And um, I, I, I honestly thought they'd do well against them. And it was just a bit of a sad watch, to be honest. Mm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I, it's hard to put pinpoint what the actual issue is, I think. Yeah. Um, there's a few things that I forgot to mention for Crystal Palace, but I'll come back to them. Um, Durham, uh, they win their game by three goals to one. Uh, Saffron Jordan gets her statutory goal, you know, because <laughs> she has to score. It's just the, what a thing. Uh, go on, Saffron. Uh, yeah, I know, but um, Durham, you know, so many times I thought Durham would be the team that would go up to the WSL net, they, they just didn't. It didn't. It might be their season. Who knows? It uh, might not. Um, Noonan. Noonan scores two. And the second goal is great, but the celebration is curtailed because I think she runs into the post. I think so. It's not, yeah. not sure about that. Yeah. Well, well she trips anyway. It's just, just got to be careful. Uh, London City Lionesses <clears throat> um, go to Lewis and they draw nil-nil. Lily had get sent off. Lily Ag. What's going on? They're all a bit of pushing and shoving on the touchline. What's going on? Um, you know, two two tough teams. No goals conceded there. Points dropped on both sides. They like they won't be happy with that either way. Um, again, very very important to to kind of get get goals on the board. Uh, one team that did get a lot of goals on the board. More than their fair share. They could have spread them around. Sheffield United 8, Coventry United 0. Um, I did I listen think, to... Did I, did yeah, did go I, ahead. Did I get my, I get my hopes too... I, I think I got my hopes too uh, high for that one, didn't I? Coventry. I, oh. I can't... I'll have to go back and... I think we said... I can't remember what we said. We were hoping. <laughs> we just said... I can... Rev, we'll have to do it again. Don't worry. Um Let's I mean, not. Lord Mayors, yeah, <laughs> look at it. Yeah, Lord Mayors um, on the score sheet, really talented player. I think Sheffield didn't do as well when she was injured last season for the few, few games or months that she was out. Um, Kuzak, who's a really very skillful and got great vision, she's on the score sheet with two. It's passed for one of the goals. Um, I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic where she, she you know, sets up the goal. Um yeah, and they score eight. So great, great for Sheffield. Um, not great for Coventry. Um, I really do hope the players there, you know, can kind of pull together, get some resolve, and and think about how they're going to go forward for the rest of the season. Because you know, when whenever you're conceding those kind of goals, it doesn't bode well for you, and it and it really is difficult um, for your your morale and 
I mean, gosh, I mean, Bristol, when they were in the WSR, I mean, they were taking, every time they played, I think it was Arsenal or Chelsea, it was ridiculous scorelines. And I can remember DM saying how depressing it was. And they were always lighthearted in their conversations afterwards, how depressing it was for them to know that those, those are the kind of scorelines that, that teams were posting against them. So to see that kind of scoring in, in the championship is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's, I know how, how it can really kind of eat away at a player, you know, and, and, you know, know that you've um, been a part of something that you don't want to remember. Yeah. I think um, there's a lot, again, a lot of work to do, but again, I, I just don't know if, if they're quite up to the task. Um, yeah. It's just been disappointment after disappointment and they're trying, they are trying, um, you know, you don't want to see any club, go through you know what Coventry have been through I mean it's been difficult you know they've had a lot of issues off the pitch which mm. have obviously played their part as well there so you know it's it's not just necessarily about the football um but you know they're a team that I think they've got a good heart and you know you can see that they want it to work but I don't know if it's just beyond them a little bit at this point unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I see Craig's, and this is what I was trying to refer to, uh, Lee Birch's post-match comment, there was like the commentary keeper was apparently elbowed in the head uh, just as the corner came in for the opening goal. I did see that there was quite a bit of a scrummage uh, and around the, the, the near post uh, for that corner uh, and she went off apparently. So, it, you know, the, the, what happens in these games uh isn't always talked about afterwards. Everyone's talking about the scoreline, but you know, the reality is in 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 women's football and in football generally, you know, uh, players there was get another player. There was another player that went off as well. I think was it Butler? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but too. I think they've both been given like both been given the all clear. So yeah, you know, it wasn't great. Obviously, the the incident happened in the first place. But obviously, the good news is that it's it's nothing too serious, and they should be um, okay. Yeah. That's good. I mean, yeah, Craig's given more detail. Do I say landed heavy on the neck? But yeah, um, it, yeah it, 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 it's nice. You know, a player down for that amount of time, time as well. It's not good. No, it's not good at all. I mean, generally, it's not good at all when you, you, you see players like that go down. Um, who haven't we mentioned? Bristol City. Brizzledon. All right, my lover. That's what they say <laughs> down it. there. All right, my lover. Um, Bristol City, uh, Shania Hales, uh, with the only goal of the game. Um, I listened to um, Vixen Cast, DM and Nat Brown, check it out. Uh, and they're not been they, they well, I don't think they're really happy with the way Bristol played in that game. Um, but they get the points, and because of the points, they're on top of the league. What I did like about um, the goal from Shania Hales, apart from the assist, uh, is the way that she took the ball. She collects it on the wing. She touches it first with her left. She's great control on the outstart instep or the outstep and the laces. Then she touches it with her right. She comes across the defender. Then she touches it with her left again. The other defender's coming in and then she nutbangs the keeper. I mean, I always like it when I see attacking players run and can use both feet when they're running with the ball. It really does look good. For me, I like it because it just shows that there's balance in a player. Um, really good balance and um, I just thought that was such a good goal I mean there are probably better goals in 
do it weekend. But that was such a, it was such a good goal. Mm. Really did like it. Really did. I like it. it. It's like the whole Beth Mead goal as well. Like I look yeah. like there are players that, are, you know, you can just see are like technically gifted, you know, mm. that know how to properly control the ball and especially to do it in, in like really high pressured situations and to find the calm and composure to just get the finish and make it look so easy. Like, if that was me, you know, <laughs> or anyone else, you know the first touch would be crap. <laughs> Toes, your big toe onto your, onto your, onto your heel. It would be shocking. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I, they're, they're the type of goals that I can watch over and over again, you know, because I think you underestimate the ability sometimes of what these players can do and to make it look so easy um like i said in those sort of situations as well um i think it just makes it even more special yeah yeah it does it really really does oh gosh look at the time it's, the time's just run away from us when is it well it's, it's, it's <laughs> not time yet it's, it's just like what time is it it's nearly it's, we're gonna do we're gonna do no score predictions again this week emma okay no you loved it last week no it's great i know it's great no score predictions right are just fine because it means that you don't say who is the winning team you don't have to mm -hmm. say anything you just go like this you just go it's it's one team or the other. You don't have to give you don't have to give goals. You give anything. Okay. You ready? Right, here no. we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're gonna start with the championship first. Okay. Uh Sunderland Charlton. Sunderland play on Sunday at eleven thirty. So Sunderland Charlton. Charlton. Okay. Uh Lewis versus Sheffield. Draw. Oh, God, blimey. Draw. Blimey. London City Lionesses versus Durham. Durham. Wow. Um, Blackburn Rovers versus Palace. Palace. Birmingham City versus Coventry United. Come on, Birmingham. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and Bristol City versus Southampton. There's all. <laughs> I haven't given anything for the championship because I just don't think it's fair. I could say, but I'm not going to. I'm going to get it wrong. It's all on you, Emma. Right. No. W yeah, I do. The, I join in with the WSL. I've, I've got too much hate. Like if I say anything, I'm going to get into trouble with the championship. My loyalties are spread right across the league. Oh, so it's all right for me to get the grief. You're fine. You're up north. You're up, you're up north. You're fine. I'm out of the league. Yeah. Um, right. North London derby. Big, big, big game this one. Arsenal versus Tottenham. Mm. It's got to be Arsenal. Oh. Brighton versus Sorry. Reading. I think this is a tough one, you know. Yeah. I'm going to say draw. I don't think it's draw. going to be a very exciting game. 
Uh, actually, you know what I need to do? I need to do the first one. I have to go. I'm going to say Tottenham, right, for the North London derby, right? And I'm actually going to say Reading for this one. Reading. Uh, yeah. West Ham versus Manchester United. United. Which one? <laughs> United. 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 Manchester um, United. Manchester United. Uh, score draw. Oh, Just to upset people. Uh, Leicester City versus Aston Villa. Villa. Massive momentum going into this one. Villa. So I, I know. Like, if you'd have said this last year, we'd have said draw. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Villa, definitely. Uh, Chelsea versus Man City. Sorry. <clears throat> Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea. <laughs> I've never, ever... <laughs> I've always, I've always been on the fence, but I'm actually just going to say they're going to wipe the floor with us on Sunday. And the God. final, and uh, God, that's a juicy fixture, that is, isn't it? And the final juicy fixture from the WSL, the next round of games, Liverpool versus Everton. Liverpool. 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 That's good. That was straightforward, that was. That was, that was all right. That was good. Yeah. And I didn't even, I, I should do the championship, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, go on. All right, I'll go back. Um, I'm going to say um, Charlton to win, beat Sunderland. Um, God, you know what? I think I'm going to have to go, yeah, we'll go draw, actually, Lewis Sheffield. London City line. I've got to go London City Lionesses, even though I know it's going to be one of those. It might, I can see players getting sent off in that game. I'm sure of it. Um Palace over Blackburn Rovers. God, could you imagine Coventry go and beat Birmingham? I'm going to go no. Coventry. <laughs> I, mean, I am, I am. I'm getting Coventry. I, I, I seriously. Yeah. I, if, I, if Birmingham cannot get anything out of this game, things are... Oh, every really... team's got to lose. That's the thing. Every know, team has to if, lose in this league. Every team. But... If Birmingham should be able to get a result against Coventry, if they can't, I fear that things are way worse than perhaps what they actually are. It's a long, it's a long year. I mean, it's not long, but it's a long year. It's not really long. It's um, and, <laughs> Bristol, and Bristol versus Southampton. I'm actually going to go for a draw because I, I yeah, I, just watching. Southampton play away. Um, like I said, you know, they've got some really, really good players there. Rafferty, um, you know, the two players that I mentioned, and I can't remember them. I've got a guy, what about I've written their names down? Where are their names? Where are their names? Come on, come on. Um, who else was there? Lloyd Smith. Got to give a shout out to Lloyd Smith. Really good. And you know what, as well, Lloyd Smith, even though she scored the goals, they all of those players defend deep and they work really hard. Defenders again, uh, Colette and Peace. And um, yeah, just this is good performance. So any 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 team facing Southampton right now, or this season, should I say, is going to have a really difficult task unless they get them on the off day and they need an espresso. Um, then you know they might win, but that just can happen. You know, it can happen. Mm. It can happen. So that was it for the no score predictions. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, no, no score predictions. Oh, uh, that'll go on to Twitter later on. <laughs> oh. 
Right. Uh, Emma, you stayed the course and I know that you've been ill, but I hope the conversation mm. has, has made you laugh a little bit. What are you going to do? Oh, now? yeah. Some, are you going to have some soup? I don't think I'm going to have anything, to be honest. No. <laughs> to be honest. I'm not feeling it, but no. yeah, it's been good. So thanks for yeah. having me. No worries. Right, peeps, that's it from us. Uh, thanks to Emma. This is On and Off the Pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus. And until next time, I'll see you later. Bye.